Drink it in now. Deep left side carry on. Picks on the block. At the five. At the two. At the one to the end zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions. Drink it in now. Get up Stafford throws. It is end zone. I love the Lions. Say it with me. I love the Lions. Drink it in. Detroit Kool-Aid, what is going on? We are back, and it is the night. We are recording the night before the 2019 NFL Draft. Grifka, man, we're coming back. We've talked a lot of draft. We've done some fun new segments. We've had some great interviews. But basically, while we were on air last week, or right before we went live, the schedule, the 2019 schedule came out of when the Lions are playing, who they're playing. We already knew the opponents, but we didn't know when. We didn't know what times. I think we got to spend some time right off the top talk about the schedule, man. Where, where are we going to get W's? So let's do this. Yeah, man, real quick before we jump into the schedule, what we'll do is we'll kind of uh, just go down the schedule weeks, uh, you know, one, get all the way to week 17, give our general thoughts, spend a little time with that off the top. In the middle of the episode, you don't want to go anywhere because we're going to have our what if, where we're going to put Grifka to the test. What if this happens at the draft? What if that happens? How's he going to feel? What's he going to break? His coffee table, his rocking chair, whatever it's going to be. We're going to talk all about that. And then at the end, again, you got to stay tuned this whole episode. At the end, uh, you guys lit up the Detroit Kool-Aid cast listener line. I'll give that number off right off the top. It's 989-272-3484. And this is really fun. This is a line that we developed. Uh, you can call in anytime, anywhere. doesn't cost you a penny. You can call up. You can rant and rave as long as the uh, the listener line will take you. I think there may be a time limit of uh, you know under five minutes, somewhere probably around there. But we want you to rant. We want you to cut promos. We want you to talk about the picks. When it's in season, we want you to call up about the games. We want you to ask us questions. And we definitely want you to tell us uh, feedback on the show, how much you love the podcast. That always helps us out a ton. So um, stay tuned. At the end, I mashed up all those together. We're going to have a lot of fun with that. So... With all that being said, Grifka, how about we take a real quick pause, get our sponsor in here, and we'll come back okay. and talk about the schedule. Get after it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. All right, Grifka, we're back. Man, it's week one of the 2019 season. At least here it is on my schedule. Heading to Arizona. Got the Cardinals. There's going to be a lot of hoopla depending on what they do tomorrow at the draft. And it's an East Coast team going West. Griff could tell me why it's not going to be an automatic loss, like well, you say on every other The first thing you got to say about this show. game is like 
do we play Arizona every year? I know we've had the discussion. It seems like we play like the Cowboys every year, but I swear we play Arizona every year. I mean, we always play the Cardinals. It's like death taxes and the Lions <laughs> playing the Cardinals. It's like the three guarantees of every year. So, <laughs> Don Mulebach. Yeah, exactly. Don Mulebach. But, uh, yeah, this is uh, that Arizona team, uh, even if they take Kyler Murray first, which, uh, you know, you heard the rumblies, it might not happen now. That's just a terrible team. So, I mean, Detroit went there last year, and, you know, you know, the Detroit at that point in the season didn't have a lot of uh, – Offensive firepower and was still able to come away with a with a W. So this one, I just, I, I mean, I know we're going to break this down later at some point this year before the season starts. But uh, gosh, I, I got this one in the in the win column already. <laughs> hey Grifka, if I asked you about Kyler Murray, would would you say he's great or maybe something else? Yeah, he's not that great. I think you're right. I mean, the NFL schedule kind of goes in circles. Like we always seem to, we played Dallas. It seems like the last four out of five, four out of six years, we got Arizona on the schedule every year. Um, it's just kind of crazy how all that works out. Um, you know, they're not a team that scares me. We went down and beat them up last year on a terrible uh, sodded, whatever it was, football field. That was just a mess. Even if they add a quarterback, they'll have some offensive skill players, but they don't have enough to deal with us. But again, if they do take the quarterback, I don't like going there um, week one, you know, with a guy like Murray, who is kind of hard to game plan for. You don't know really what Kingsbury could be. You know, I got some, got some issues with that ball game, but uh, it's definitely one they should win. It'd be great to go on the road and get a W before they come back. Grifka week two, we will be in the building last year. We kind of like, did it last minute, but we told everybody where we we're going to be parked at. We had the Detroit Kool-Aid sign out. We uh, had the music going. We all types of uh, tailgating going on. So we'll have to do that up big this year, Grifka. Now that uh, we got this show rolling and, and got a bunch of people listening, uh, tell them where we're at, hang out, come swing by, eat some food, talk Lions, talk about the show. Can't wait for week two against the Chargers. One o'clock game. That that's when football should be played, man. One o'clock on Sundays. Yeah, this is gonna be uh this is just gonna be hyped. You know, it's like the Chargers are gonna be a good team. I mean, we believe that the Lions are gonna be a good team and we got that feeling they're gonna be good. So uh this is this is just great. And I, I'm the energy that you know, we talked about it was that Monday night game it was kind of rainy. You know, a lot of people were still working that Monday, so it just seemed like at the tailgate the energy just wasn't there for that home opener, even though if, if it was a, uh, it was that Monday night game. But uh, oh my gosh, this is going to be, this going to just be a great game. I'm so looking forward to this. Usually, like you said, it's a, uh, you know, late summer, early in the fall. It's usually great weather. People are just you know out there, out there early. We'll be down there probably like you know we're usually down there by six thirty in the morning, cooking some breakfast, watching a few people walk by. Few of the locals that live on the streets usually come by, ask us for some food. Some day, sometimes we're nice enough to hand it out. Um, but uh, sometimes they wrap. Yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, I sure hope little Tim's back there. That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? But uh, I'm still looking Are forward. Are you going to let him? When, when, the, when it came out and it was just like it's the Chargers, I was just I'm like, yes, great game. <laughs> If little Tim comes by, are you going to let him get in? Are you going to kick him out? I don't know, man. I was, you guys were having your rap battle and stuff like that, man. We're going to have to go down to the shelter and, you know. <laughs> 
Oh man, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to work on some bars before I go, just in case he shows up. I have to give it to him again. But yeah, man, we always have a ton of fun down at the tailgate. So Grifka, like normally you say things aren't that great, but it sounds like this game you said is gonna be great. And when something's great with you, what do you normally get? What the, what's the word you often use to describe something that's oh, great? Oh, I'm stoked. <laughs> absolutely man so uh, i'm stoked for that game as well and it should be a great football game so week two we're looking forward to that let's keep this thing moving man week three we go out to philly kind of that flip-flop road home road uh going to philly early in the season you know they should ball team kind of definitely on the defensive side of the ball you know they got some some dogs up front to deal with you know they've kind of had some quarterback issues with injuries, but what, what do you think about us going to Philly? Uh, always kind of a tough place to play, and uh, I'm expecting yeah, they'll like, have a pretty uh, good squad a, this year. Know, tough game. I mean, the tough road game. Um, what I really would love to hear, you know, besides the knowledgeable fans of Philadelphia because they're so knowledgeable, I would just love to go in there and have the uh, <laughs> Lions make the Philly fans boo their team. I would love that because they do it for anything. You know, uh, the first incomplete pass of the year seems like the crowd's booing but uh i would love to go in there and just kick the crap out of them and like people are booing them you know you know come early the third quarter because the lines are just beating the daylights out of them that's that's what i would really like (laughs) i uh i got a chance like i always want to do road trips grifka but i never get any of my buddies to like break away from whatever they got going work family all the boring stuff of life i'm like let's go let's go tailgate in green bay on the tundra let's go take a roadie to uh to tampa bay for a game you know uh let's go to chicago and whoop it up but i did have you know the pleasure to go with a real good buddy of mine choppy chop uh, he listens sometimes and me and him roadied out to philly uh, it was that game probably a handful of years ago now where uh, went to overtime crazy comeback again by the lions we end up winning in ot uh just absolute tremendous uh game you know the people were pretty good we only got in a few uh half shouting matches which isn't that bad uh, for those guys but uh super fun and we just had a blast out there so i'm with you man hopefully we can go there and and just put a whoop into them but that's gonna be a tough football game i think as well and they don't get much more difficult man than coming back home Kansas City Chiefs coming to the D indoors, you know, uh, unless they have some type of big injury, they're going to be slanging it all over the football field. I think it's going to take some points to win yeah, that um, game, Griffith. Detroit what do you think? definitely cannot go all, all conservative, you know, the uh, short pass, you know, unless they're planning on, you know, just milking the clock. And to do that, they're going to need the run game to happen against Kansas City to keep that offense off the field. Um, but, gosh, too tough. Home home games to start off the season. I mean, it, it, I'm I'm glad they don't play in Kansas City because Kansas City is just a really tough place to play. You know, only playing there every once in a great while makes it even more difficult. Yeah. But uh, getting the Chiefs in, in your own barn that's definitely a definitely a plus for the Lions there. But this is another game. I mean, you know, it's it's going to be uh, that high flying offense at Kansas City, and uh, we'll see if the Kansas City uh, defensive backfield got rebuilt over the off season to. Uh, where they can uh, shut down uh, teams um, because the defensive backfield for Kansas City did lose a few parts. I know they picked up a couple play- a couple players, but still, um, Detroit's going to have to throw up some points in this one. But gosh, it's just another another tough home game. 
Yeah, I'm with you. Like when I saw the schedule come out. I'm like, man, not only are, is the road, uh, you know, at Arizona a little shaky for me, but then uh, going to Philly and then having, you know, uh, the Chiefs and Chargers coming to your building, like, don't love it. Then we got the bye week. Uh, real real quick, Griffco, what's the greatest memory ever of me and you sitting at a Lions-Chiefs game when we beat them up, like, 42 to oh, 7? Was, what, what was, was the highlight Rory make that game? awesome tackle on the sideline of Jamal Charles knocking him out of the game? <laughs> Rory just tearing uh, Jamal Charles's ACL. You talked about it for like three more quarters after it happened. It's it's brought up every year. Wasn't that the greatest? Though? At one point, we're like, "What happened to Jamal Charles?" Because he just kind of <laughs> got up. I mean, he laid there for a second, but they didn't bring over the stretcher or anything like that. Nobody was helping mm. him walk. I mean, he just kind of like limped away, but it didn't even look that bad. And then, and remember, then Rory was from the sideline. He wasn't allowed. He wasn't allowed on the sideline the rest of the game. He was up with the crowd the rest of the game. <laughs> we spotted him. We're like, hey, they kick Rory off the sideline. He got some that uh, that hit he put on Jamal Charles, but I know you always love that one. So uh, uh, let's keep the schedule preview going, work through a couple of these pretty quick. Man, week six at Green Bay. At least you're playing there in good weather, but it's on ESPN. It's at 8-15. That's going to be a Monday night football game. The lights will be bright. You know Aaron Rodgers will be looking to smirk and throw it sidearm and do his stupid uh, where he dances around the pocket trying to just uh, mess with us as Lions uh, fans and he just thinks he can beat us any day of the week. Like, would love to go into Green Bay and put it on him once again. Yeah, Derek. Uh, I usually, first of all, I usually hate early bye weeks. Especially, I mean, week five, I mean, you're barely into your season. I know sometimes, like, oh, you can step back and see where you're at. But I love the bye week before the game in Green Bay. A little extra time to rest up for it. You know, a little more game planning for that special game, that Monday night game. It's, uh, yeah, I, once again, I mean, their, their uh, primetime game is a, a tough road game. But still, I, I like where the bye week leads into this. And, yeah, anything to shut down Aaron Rodgers from him doing his discount double-check belt stuff and I'd like to go in there and smack him and make him leave the game like they did in week uh, 17 last year. Last year, Absolutely, man. So a real tough stretch for the Lions. And, man, it doesn't get any easier in week seven. Um, we come back home and get the Minnesota Vikings coming to the D 1 p.m. That's going to be a, a fist fight right there that hopefully uh, we're ready for, man. Us as Lions fans, we are due for a healthy season. You know, we need to have all of our playmakers pretty much making it through healthy. This defense needs to keep its key players going. And man, every year, like a lot of our key guys are going down. And I mean, I know the NFL is all about injuries, but we are due, man. No doubt about it. What do you think about the Vikings? I like this game because you know how I feel about Kirk Cousins because he's not that great. Um, you know, Minnesota paid him big bucks to miss the playoffs last year. Congratulations. But, uh, I mean, they'll have tough defense, you know, a couple tough wide receivers, and hopefully the Lions uh, find somebody else opposite Slay to uh, shut down uh, Diggs and uh, Adam Thielen, who just got a big uh, contract from uh, Minnesota. But, uh, you know, it's three tough home games to start the season like this. No cakewalk at home, really, for Detroit. Grifka, who who might you want to see opposite of Darius oh, Slay? I heard there's a couple guys out there on the trade block, but uh, I would really like to see Rocky Asian over there. Thank you. I didn't know if you were going to get back to it or not. All right, so week eight, uh, we got another home game, so we get two back-to-back home games. The Giants coming to town, 1 p.m. 
you know, one of the greatest receivers of all time is no longer there, Grifka, so that should help our chances. Uh, Eli Manning is just absolute garbage now. I can't believe that team thinks they're just going to run him out there another NFL season. Um, yeah, I like our too. chances I mean, in this uh, football this game. This is going to be – I know the Giants will get their calls and everything like that because they're the Giants and – you know, they're a special team, and, you know, Eli, oh, gosh, the, you know, see, if, see what they can do to make him look good. But uh, that uh, that's I think this is a dog team this year, even with your boy Saquon. I mean, just, you know, you know Saquon, they're just going to put 12 oh, guys, so you know, good. 11 guys in the box against him and make those dog-wide receivers try to beat him. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, – yeah, <laughs> I, I like this game. Uh, first easy home game of the year. <laughs> Yep, so uh, after that, I mean, week nine, we go out to Oakland, uh, 4.05 start. I mean, that's an East Coast team pretty much going West Griffka for it. But it's a 4 o'clock start, which, uh, you know, I know you, uh, you'll you have some thoughts on that. The Raiders, man, the Raiders are terrible now. Everyone's hating on uh, Gruden. You know, nobody knows what Mayock's going to do. You know, I don't know they'll be good this year, but I kind of like the tear down the Raiders at to see what they do with their draft picks, but if not this year, in the future, I think this is going to be a good football team. Yeah, probably by the time, I think what Oakland's really you know, trying to do is build this team up for when it finally gets to Las Vegas, trying to stockpile a bunch of draft picks right now, so you know, in a couple of years when they're hitting there, this team's coming into its own. Um, like I said, it is a 4 o'clock stars East Coast team going West. It does make it tough. I mean, it's never easy to play in the black hole no matter what. Um, but I don't know if the crowd is going to be as raucous as it usually is simply because this team, they know the team's leaving. So, uh, you know, like I said, I, I just think Gruden's building for the future right now. So this might be when the Lions go out West Coast and uh, steal. Yeah, it's it's one they got to have, no doubt about it. Week 10, um, heading to Chicago, interdivision game, black and blue division, 1 o'clock in November the 10th. This is one I circled. For bad weather, early November in Chicago, probably going to be crazy windy. Who knows? Probably be snow and everything or freezing temps. Uh, not a big fan with uh, the way our offense have been playing to go out. But like I said, if we are building that run game, if carry-on's ready to go and we sure up this O-line, you're going to have to play some nasty football to win that one. And uh, like I said, it's one of the few weather games I had circled on the schedule here. Yeah, this uh, Bears team is definitely ascending. So uh, this is one where, oh gosh, this this is just a tough game. I mean, a tough, tough game. And we thought we last year. I know when we broke down the game originally, we were like, yeah, they can go in there and steal this one. Chicago, Chicago's not that great, but uh, Chicago put the hammer down on them. So uh, this is this is just a tough game. I think that defense in Chicago is going to be uh, stout again. I, I know I said this before. I think uh, Chicago's probably got the best offensive line in the division. So this is just going to be a really, really tough game for the Lions. <laughs> Man, Griffka, I love the schedule of you uh, because we're working our way through the game, so I'm getting used to the bell a lot. So uh, good work today yeah. by you. Um, we've <laughs> we've got our boy Chuck's team, the Dallas Cowboys, coming to Detroit. You know, I got my season tickets. I called up Chuck when I saw that they were going to be playing Dallas. I said, you know, you want to go to this football game. So ended up uh, giving my tickets to him for this one. He'll get to see his home, his favorite team, his, probably his boyhood team in our city, in our stadium. And I cannot wait, Grifka, until the Detroit Lions layeth the smacketh down all over the Dallas Cowboys. Rudy, you know yeah. what I mean. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be uh... – what I really like about you know, like uh, 
watching games with Chuck with about the Cowboys. If he goes to like another team's, you know, home, he knows. He shuts his mouth. He's not one of those guys yapping all the time. You know, the guys you always want to punch in the face. Like I almost beat up that cow, that that Green Bay Packer fan. You know, remember when we went to the game a while ago when he just went shut up about the greatness of Greg Jennings. So, uh, um. But, yeah, so uh, I know Chuck's going to enjoy this game, but he's going to be leaving crying because uh, Detroit's going to be ready for this game, do a little payback. So uh... Exactly. We, we always match up well against them. It's indoors. I like our chances. And like you said, I have been to a Cowboys-Lions game with Chuck. He, he plays the old uh, 50-50 card. Oh, I'm just here. But the minute his team gets up some points uh, – you know, that uh, that humbleness might uh, change quickly, but I don't think we'll have many chances to yak in, in our stadium. So hopefully Lions get that done, save us some headaches for a few weeks. Uh, week 12 at the Redskins. Grifka, here's my thing with the Redskins. Like, Alex Smith, they say, may never play again. I mean, what are they? They have, like, an okay defense and then a running back and what? Like, I think this is a W. I mean, Washington's a hard place to play when they're rolling, but I don't think they're going to have a good year. Yeah, I know it was I'm reading a lot. They're you know kind of targeting you know Haskins out of Ohio State as the as their guy right now. So I'm, I'm seeing a lot of that lately. But still, right now they're just kind of caught in that that mediocrity pool. I mean, they're not t- terrible, but they're not they're they're not that great. You know, they're just kind of stuck there. You know, they seem they bring in a few guys here and there, but it's never really enough to put them over the top because they just I don't want to say they can't put it all together, but it's just one of those things where they're just kind of stuck. You know, they're just always they always seem to hover around, you know, eight and eight, seven and nine, something like that. You know, they're never picking at the top of the draft and they're never picking at the bottom of the first round. So they just always kind of hover there. So, uh yeah, I would have to say this would be a W also unless something miraculous happens there. And, you know, but it just doesn't seem like even the signings this offseason for the Redskins have, you know, really, you know, you know, moved the needle for me. So I, I think they're going to have to probably go take a quarterback in this draft and hopefully rebuild with him. Well, I like going to Washington and then coming home, Thanksgiving game. Grifka, I will be there. I've extended the invite for turkey day mashed potatoes on the grill outside getting this thing done i haven't been to turkey day in quite a few years i did a whole bunch of other stuff family stuff i'm done with that i'm going back to the game to enjoy myself i don't know why you haven't already locked this up we've got to make this happen the bears are coming to town you know it's going to be a must win the parade's going to be downtown it's going to be jumping it's going to be crazy talk to me about this game and tell me why you're going I've been really thinking about this and asking a couple other, you know, a couple of my buddies. I'm like, yeah, my buddy's trying to get me to go to the Thanksgiving Day game, and they're like, go. That's all they say. You know, they like go because <laughs> they're 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 well thinking people. I'm like you. <laughs> they're like they're like they go. have brains. So I, I you know, I've been debating. I'm like, man, he wants to do turkey and stuff. And I'm like, we're gonna have to put plates together beforehand. I'm like, how are we gonna warm that stuff up? <laughs> you know, so uh, yeah, we'll have to talk about this because right now I'm probably at about 98 percent going with you. Unless something you know drastic happens, I, I'm I'm really thinking I'm going to uh, lock myself into this game with you. 
Okay, well, I'm about 98% not going here if you keep up this this complaining about the plates and the preparing. We don't prepare before. We bring a turkey, we put it on the grill, we freaking heat up some food, and we're rolling like greatest day ever, man. What are you talking about? Me and the Big Hughes on one turkey day back in the heyday, we showed up so early, there was no parking attendance. We started parking people for money and, and, and making our turkey. I, I brought a full grill on the back of my S10. Like, it was the greatest wait, day you, of all time. Wait, you had, like, a turkey, like – Still on the bone and everything, like a turkey. Yeah, like a legit turkey in a pot that we had somewhat ready, but you just pop it on the grill and cook yeah, I it. Thought you delicious. You brought like a raw one. I'm like, dude, I ain't eating that, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how long you put it on that grill, man. That thing, hey, I'm sitting on some raw turkey. Oh, I do a little bit on the grill. That's a, turkey's a dirty animal, man. You got to cook those things forever so you don't get worms and salmon. <laughs> Oh boy! I'm on Mark that for... fake turkey roll that you used to get in school as a kid. Remember that when you were in school and be like the Thanksgiving meal was always like that fake turkey roll. It's all compressed meat and was like, no, it's turkey. Yeah, okay, we'll take your word for that. Oh gosh, Mark, Mark for edit here to edit this section of Grifka complaining and 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 talking about food for too long. All right, here we go. <laughs> week four, week fourteen at the Vikings again. In this football game, the Vikings to me are a good team. You know, Kirk Cousins, nothing like he's not that great. (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't even get to it. I I think he's pretty good, but he didn't play very good this last year, so it pretty much comes down to him. We cannot get our quarterback killed that game, that would be a good place to start. And uh, I think Minnesota is a tough place to play, even though I love to go there sometime and just whoop it up in their new building with all their fans. Uh, like, got to have this one, Griff, no doubt about it. Talk to me, and then we're heading to um, home to play Tampa Bay. It seems like out of all the teams in the division, it always seems like the Lions always match up against the Vikings pretty well. I don't know what it is. It just seems like they they match up them, you know, with them really well. You know, for all those years that the Lions struggled in Green Bay, we still went up to Minnesota and won. You know, not every year, but still we played them tough and we won. And even last year's game up in Minnesota, you know, Stafford was getting killed, but they were still in that game. You know, until like the fourth quarter where you know Stafford was like, "Here, you take the ball. I don't want it." And um, and uh, it, it kind of you know it went to you know Minnesota pulled away at the end, but. That's a game you're right. It's just it's a tough place, but the Lions usually match up really, really well with Minnesota. So it, it, that'll be a good game. So Grifka, you're telling me that we match up well. Have you watched their defensive line against our O line? Because I think in two years they've given about twenty five sacks in two right. games. That that that's not matching no, up. No, well, no, no. I mean what I'm saying is you're right. That that that's happened. I I remember watching games like that before where they were doing that, where they had John Randall and you know, you know that Joey Browner linebackers. I mean, yeah, I remember all that stuff. But still, it's not like Minnesota's offense was out there just you know shoving up points against our against the defense either. So, I mean, they those games were close, man. Like I said, last year's game didn't go sour until like midway through the fourth. So uh, they were still in the game at that point, and they, that's what I mean. They match up well. I mean, yeah, that, the offensive line may be getting pushed around a little bit, but it's not like Minnesota's out there running up the field, running up and down the field on Detroit either. So. And you know what part of that is? Kirk Cousins. You know why? Because he sucks. He just gets love because he went to Michigan State. And everybody's like, oh, gosh, Kirk Cousins, great. Oh, such a nice guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad he's a nice guy, but he's a crappy quarterback, okay? <laughs> okay, well, just because the game's close doesn't mean that we match up well. Uh, yeah, first generally, we need to match up well. Secondly, I mean, if it's time and time again, it means you match up well. 
You know, for all, for all the years that you know, and, Green Bay just slaughtered us, you know, in, in Green Bay, no, we didn't match up well. Okay. So, no, Detroit generally matches up well with Minnesota. Okay. Well, uh, ask Matt Stafford how the matchup has went and see how he feels about it. But also, I remember Dalvin Cook running quite a bit on us for long touchdowns in those games or long uh, yarded. So they did they did run up on us, and I think one of those games wasn't close. But anyway, uh, that's going to be a tough one to get. Got to have it late in the year. Coming back home, Tampa Bay, this is a team with Bruce Arians. You know, they're going to have some, some weapons. Uh, you know, their defense, we'll see what it looks like after the draft. What do you think about this one? Tampa Bay sucks. Enough said. <laughs> I, Enough think said. They, Tampa, I, I think they're going to be yeah, good. Bruce Arians, he's, he's a hell of a coach. He, he really is. But you're right. I mean, they got, they got a couple weapons here and there, but that team sucks. I mean, so pff, put that one in the W column. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, it's one you got to have at home, but I, you're not going to know really what to expect. And I'm a Jameis Winston he fan, a Mike Evans fan. see i hope he does on that day week 16 what is this grifka tbd no time against at denver is this like, possibly one of the flex games i, I don't get it i is don't that have a date what they're thinking i don't know they don't they don't flex it you know eight months ahead of time it's the yeah, week before I, two weeks before they flex games like like, like the schedule guys just got tired and they're like, oh man, we, we're, we're just worn out. Just put TBD all over that Denver uh, Detroit game. We'll figure <laughs> Maybe it they're out. Maybe they're waiting to see if uh, Denver's really found a quarterback yet or they're just going to drag John Elway back out there and hope he can do, do well again. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I guess at Denver, that's at Denver. So there's another, there's my second weather game uh, that I don't like cause it's outdoors in Denver in, uh, Again, so the week before is the 15th, so that's going to be kind of right before Christmas. Yeah, that's going to suck. That's going to be a 10 feet of snow, no doubt, and the, and the uh, yeah. mile high. Yeah, it's going to be rough. But Denver's not that great. So let's finish up. Week 17, we hope. This is kind of getting annoying. Every end of year, we think, okay, we've got Green Bay in our house. Only one time was it really on the line, and we choked. So Grifka put it on paper now where we sit now will everything be on the line will we be at home with the division on the line with Aaron Rodgers coming in talking about on the line we're gonna have that division locked up three weeks even before this game we'll be resting guys for the playoffs (laughs) (laughs) oh man optimistic you're you're gonna be where's this uh, guy been savage out there quarterback that game and you know come on right there that's that's, that's true blue lines cool I I can guarantee there you go. We we need this guy back. Tell this Grifka to come back some other weeks. Um, but one thing I can guarantee Grifka, week 17 against Green Bay, things on the line, not. You will see a trick play in this game because this is when we break it out, man. This is where we break out the tricks. Week 17, man. It's yeah, and a I sure hope time they bring it, a couple of tricks on the defensive line and just smash Aaron Rodgers again. And he just kind of like, you know, looks like he did last week. Like, I don't want to play this game no more. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have a concussion. Take me into the locker room. By halftime, he's showered and out, and his his locker room, his yeah. locker's all cleared out already. And it's like, oh, I guess that con- concussion was pretty bad. They cleaned him out already. So, <laughs> yeah, hopefully we put him in the fetal position. But man, if there's nothing on the line, the Lions break out these incredible like plays. I mean, how about we pull those and show some cojones and pull those in? Yeah, the middle you of never year said that when Schwartz went for nice. against, you know, but, against uh, Pittsburgh, and they lost in Pittsburgh, and 
You know, you never say, oh, why did you do that? You should have just kicked a field goal. You know, so. <laughs> uh, I love it when it works. I mean, who... but uh, so we, we rumbled through the schedule. And to me, it's, it's a tough schedule. Like, I remember when I first looked at it, I thought, like, how it lays out, the bye week being so early, um, lots of tough teams early. They're going to have to really scrap and get some. But usually if you have tough games early is better because you're at least a little healthier. Um, hopefully they can can be healthy on the back end of that schedule, and uh, I, you know, I'm not we're not here to totally predict it, but I I think you know scraping out you know those nine ten plus wins that you're going to need, it will be kind of a challenge. But if they nail this draft and they stay pretty healthy, I mean that's that's the low bar. They got to win yeah, nine or ten uh, games this year. I don't think seven and nine is is not going to be, you know, oh we're better. You know, it just. Seven and nine, you're 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 still sitting in that same boat as six and ten. I mean, that's that's the way I would kind of look at it, you know. So, I I don't want seven and nine and a bunch of close losses. Like, oh, it was one score. No, nah, man, we've seen that before. It's I don't think you're really improving any. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm with you there. It's, it's going to be a big season. So it was great to get the schedule out. Um, you know, got some friends and family using some of my tickets. Be at the be at the Charger game. It's on tape. It's on record now that you will be there and not be a pansy at the uh, Turkey Day. And I want to hear any of this about food <laughs> prep. It's going to be the greatest day of all time. So that's going to be awesome. So Grifka, at the number eight pick, they can't trade out. They got some people on the board they like. With the number eight selection, the Detroit Lions select quarterback Dwayne Haskins, like. What's your reaction going to be if they take a QB or a guy like Haskins at number eight? Um, it'd be like, first of all, I would think, why? And then then my next thought would be, like, obviously Stafford's days in Detroit are numbered. Because if, if, you're, taking the, if you're taking your quarterback in the first round at that point, he's probably this is probably going to be Stafford's last year in Detroit. And then they're going to, you know, do either the trade or – to cut next year and just kind of eat the salary, you know, go with a cheap quarterback. You're just going to let Haskins, you know, learn this year at this point. That's, that's what that pick would mean to me. I th- at this, at this point, I think, I don't want to say you're mainly in the season because I think there'd probably be better guys out there that would help your team this year. But I think that leads me to believe is like, you don't think your team is good enough to make a run this year. So you're taking your quarterback for the future, which, and I don't think you're going to sit on two quarterbacks, you know, for two, three years. I think Stafford would be gone after this year then. So we've talked about it before. Me and you are Stafford guys. We want him to turn it around. We want him to get better. Would you be excited at all? Over this pick? Um, no. What do you think the probability is that they could shock the world, step to the podium, and make a pick like that? I don't think it's going to happen. I, I don't I don't even know if uh, – I don't even know if they have a quarterback this high on the radar. I mean, yeah, if it's one of those things like one of these like high end guys slip until like the third round, it's like okay, he's the best guy on the board. We got to go take him now. But uh, I I don't think they have a, a quarterback penciled in that high. Okay, well we're playing the what if game because it sounds like you haven't thought about what if, and it it doesn't. It's not probable. But there's a chance it could happen, and I think you need to both think about it and just sort of, would that be a good thing because we kind of know what Stafford is? It would really shock 
everybody. I mean, it would be a total pull the wool over. Like they just flip the script because, you know, everything points to no, but that's why we're playing this game. So, okay, we got your take on that. Grifka, the Detroit Lions at number eight, select Michael Grifka's favorite player from Iowa, TJ Hawkinson. And then Goodell would say, because tight ends are some of the most valuable football players in the game. What do you think about that? Have you really wrapped your head around if that happens? Um, I would hate that pick. Tight ends, once again, luxury pick, ding the bell. But uh, there's other holes that need to be filled. Yeah, I know we need tight end, blah, blah, blah. But uh, Grifka, we've got you on t- – I hate tight ends in the first round. I do. <laughs> I, I do. It's just it's out there. So if they took that pick, okay. I'd be as mad as when they took Eric Ebron, when they took Nick Fairley, when they took Lakin Tomlinson. It'd just be like, nope, just another wasted pick. <laughs> so Grifka, this year is the first year that we have you on tape with all this garbage you say. So there's no like if he turns out to be a pro bowler that in three years you can go back and man, I, I didn't, I knew that year the Lions like kind of needed a tight end. You know, it wasn't really a bad value. Like if this guy plays good and we take him, are you going to stick with this to your grave? Because like, you don't leave yourself any room to be like understanding that no, it could I'll, be a good yeah, football player. One of those things like, okay, I was wrong. You know, so what? I still don't like pick. I mean, yeah, I still don't like to pick. <laughs> I mean, I don't care. I don't care if this guy turns out to be, the next whatever, next Tony Gonzalez, you know, you know, I, I don't care. I hate tight ends in the first <laughs> round. I, I really do. Especially at number eight. I mean, give me a break. Uh, oh man. I, I laugh so hard because everybody that's listening, wait till the end of the show. When a couple of our callers come in, one references Tony <laughs> Gonzalez and points his finger at Grifka. And then another, Another one talks about luxury picks or, or how a tight end would just infuriate the man that I'm talking to right now. So uh, that that made me laugh. Uh, not only do they know you better than yourself, Grifka, but, uh, you know, just making these like blanket statements, I'll never understand. Like, it's all about the player, the value, how they end up doing. It's not about, I'll never take a tight end at this spot. Well, Okay, if he's a Hall of Famer, okay. I will. Um, <laughs> discussion. So I was gonna re, I was gonna rebut, but forget it. Let's move on. Okay. Well, you know your take on that. My quick take is that, like, I don't want this to happen. I've kind of like talked myself out of like another few players that I think will be there, but he's still getting mocked a lot. So, like, what if you know everybody needs to sort of get it in their head? What if they step up and they take T.J. Hawkinson? Like, how do you? build the rest of the draft so it, it works how how what does this kid have to do to justify that spot because that's not only a what if that's a that's a good probability that he could be the pick yeah, super safe um you know does what they want position and need all that type of stuff so everybody out there what if man i would think about that one because you know the people are going to go crazy but if you think about it ahead of time and then they end up making the pick, you know, it might not be uh, the shock value or the anger that some will have. Grifko, another one for you. What if the Lions pass on some of the top pass rushers? Let's say Ed Oliver's there. Let's say Burns is there. Um, you know, let's say, let's say something crazy like a Quentin or a Josh Allen fell and they passed on that pass rusher to trade down. A guy you loved is staring you right there. You could take him, and they trade down. Wow. Like, what's your, what if that? I happens? guess I'd I'd want to know how far they're falling and what what they're getting in return. I mean, because 
I mean, we've talked about this. I mean, yeah, if you're going to, like, get, like, another second-round pick and you're, and you're only falling down a, a few spots, you know, like, you know, 15, 16, 17, and you're able to still get, you know, a decent piece, gosh, I mean, you're talking, like, Williams and Allen. Gosh, man, those guys are – if somehow, something miraculous where those guys actually fell to that spot, I, I'd be scratching my head even with the uh, falling down and getting another pick in the second round, I mean, or something like that. Because, gosh, God, Allen, Allen can just get to the quarterback. And, you know, God, Williams is really, really – God, that guy's a stud. So, I mean, Ed Oliver, I, I know he's one of those guys that's like, oh, okay, let's see what they get. You know, Burns, Sweat, I'd be okay with it. Unless they took, like, TJ Hawkinson at 14 or something like that. And I'd just feel like, oh, that was a wasted pick. So, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I would be like – I guess it depends on what they get in return. But, uh, you know, Williams and Allen are sitting there. Gosh, I don't know how they could give up on one of those guys. Yeah, I'm with you. I just, again, the what-if game is, like, things you don't think will happen or haven't put your head around. And if they do, what do you do at that point? So, um, you know, I would hate it if they pass on a top rusher, a top defensive stud, trade down, maybe get somebody, and then we look back years later and that guy's a – absolute freak of nature and our guy is like uh, either off the roster or middle you know middle of the nfl type of guy we need a blue chip top end playmaker no doubt about it <sighs> grifka i could ask you a million other what ifs i think what we got to do is get to these listener questions but before we do that grifka it's the night before the draft the people want to know your fans you actually have fans out there grifka i can't believe it either they want to know What's like your best case scenario? What do you think will happen either when they come on the clock at eight or if they trade down and what would you absolutely hate come Thursday night in the NFL draft? Let's start with what I would absolutely hate besides, you know, the given I'm taking a tight end there. I, I think <laughs> to be, if they like completely traded out of the first round, no matter how many later round picks they got, that's one of those things like I'm not saying a lot of teams do that. I mean, there's plenty of te- I mean, there's obviously a few teams this year that have traded away first round picks for players. I mean, Dallas being one of them. But if they were like to trade down and like completely trade out of the first round, even if they kind of kept trading back, we've seen teams do that as well. Like, OK, they trade back to like 17. OK, they're going to trade back to 24. OK, th- now they're going to trade completely out of the first round and they stockpile a bunch of like fourth, fifth and sixth round picks. No, I, I would really hate that. Um I, I'm, and... let, let me stop you there. I think that's my dream scenario, like of just consistent trade back. Why, why stock, in the heck yeah, would you hate that? You start stockpiling all those fourth, fifth, fifth round guys, and we know, you know, there's like talent everywhere. But it happens, you know, where you get like those all pros and you know pro bowlers in the fourth and fifth round. But you know, you know, so the, the the top part of the draft is like where the real, real studs are. So that's. Yeah, I, you know, I don't care if you got five, six round picks. That don't mean crap to yeah, me. Please. I mean, so what? So you got four more guys who can play on special teams. So what? You know, I mean, you hit on one of them, turns out to be decent or good. Yeah, we oh Tom Brady. Yeah, okay, Tom Brady. That's one. Okay, don't give me Merton Hanks either. Wait, do you know who Merton Hanks is? Okay, but so um, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's stuff like that. Most Long of those guys, yeah, they they have okay careers, but they don't they don't flip, you know, your team and, you know, put you over the top. So I don't care about four sixth round picks. So what? So uh, I I would really hate that. 
Oh, you get a you get a bell for that. That's a terrible take. This is when oh, I know yeah, you here don't we go again. understand the here, value. Oh gosh! The, like, oh, if you can NFL get contracts who might, have, who might have projected in the third, <laughs> oh, the fifth round, just, you stole him. But if he's just an average player for your team, so what? I mean, I just want to pick in the middle, of the top of the first round, because that's where all the studs are. Like, man, I'm just gonna bring like a. A twenty-page list one day of all the good can, players. Can I bring like a like hundred-page list of all the so crappy players from the fourth round down? Then you got twenty. I got I got a hundred. Yeah, and can we, okay? Can we compare the cost of what it's cost to get a stud there versus all the washouts? Who cares? It's like if you lose a quarter in the wash, so tra- nobody so cares. Away, but hey, if you find a hundred-dollar bill, that's great. For like maybe losing a quarter in the wash, is that what yeah. you're comparing that to? <laughs> No, Grifka. I'm t- I'm saying a trade down and getting all these lottery tickets where you get to maybe throw a, a dart at the wall to to find a hundred dollars in your pocket. You lose a quarter. Nobody cares because these guys make no money in the later rounds. Like it's 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 a incredible value to get draft picks in the NFL. Now you can't have like. 15 picks in a draft because you don't have enough room for those guys on the roster, but two or three trade downs, picking up thirds, fourths, fifths. Yes. That's very valuable. More lottery tickets, the better, not, Oh, I need to take people in the first round. Cause that's where the guys I know are. That's where the college, you know, name players okay. are. No, that's not how it works. Well, okay. Like, like you said, right. if you're <laughs> so, trading out of the first uh, round, like we said, you know, like we mentioned Dallas, Dallas got a stud offensive wide receiver. Who was a first round pick? Yeah, but if you're going to continually trade down just on mass, you know, third day picks, congratulations. I mean, like I said, yeah, you got a whole bunch of guys on your team. You might hit on one, but chances are you'll have a bunch of okay. You'll just have guys. Okay, so whatever. But they'll be cheap. They'll be cheap though. So okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway, uh, okay. So so your worst that's is it, probably dude, my that's dream it. Dra- scenario. Draft picks, Detroit Lions trades it's like the more draft picks you got, you know, oh God, we're going to be awesome. Yeah, okay. Okay, get get to your dream scenario, dream scenario like and one get of those to guys your that you falling, like Williams or um, Allen. I, I could still see, I could, you know, see Ed Oliver there, I, you know, Rashawn Gary, Montez Sweat, Burns, all those guys. I could see that, you know, if they were to get But the dream scenario would be like, you know, Allen, Williams falling to the Lions at eight. Um one of those guys on the team would definitely, definitely improve that defense. The defense has already improved with who they've signed, but uh, getting one of those guys, uh, just a pass rush, I mean, would be, would, would be amazing with one of those guys. So uh, I, I, that would be something, you know, of, of a dream to me. One of those guys that you expect to go in, you know, the top three or four falling to you at eight. What do you think will happen? It, it, gosh, I, I don't know if I, – I feel they really want to trade down, but I don't know if they're going to be asking too much, and I don't think they're just going to give the pick away. I think they end up probably getting a defensive line, you know, like a defensive tackle, defensive end, who's ever, that, the best defender who's sitting there at that point, I, I think is what they'll do. Who? We we know all the names. We know who's going to be there. Who Griffith? You can't just say a defensive player. Who? I mean, if if Ed Oliver falls to them, I, I could see them taking him. Okay. So yeah. you realistically yeah, think can, that'll yeah. happen? I mean, we've seen plenty of mock drafts where he goes early, and we've actually, you know, I know I've seen a few where he actually goes in the teens, and I think I just saw one the other day where he's actually in the high twenties, and I'm just like, huh? So, uh, um, but yeah, he'll be there. Okay. You, you, 
you might want to check the the date posted on Lions twenty four seven because last time I checked, there's rumblings of him going three to the Jets. So I don't know what your well, guess, yeah, your I mean, birdies you are telling as many me. Many mock drafts as I do, uh, and you swear some of them are just you know just for talking points <laughs> when you see stuff like that. So. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, I'll be real quick with it. I mean, my dream scenario is Josh Allen falling to eight. Love to scoop him up. I love his uh, play. I love his character. I love everything about the guy. If Quinn Williams fell, I don't think you can pass, but I, I still have a hard time fitting him perfectly into what we already have. He would just be another blue chip, big body in there, which you can't have too many of those. So either of those guys kind of dream scenario. What I think will happen is I Brian Burns will be the best player on the board. And assuming that the Lions like him, probably would be the best impact pass rusher guy. They can is versatile. They can move around with all the different mocks and things I've done. Either be that or the uh, tight end, I would think, if they're stuck at eight. You know, again, uh, best case scenario, multiple trade downs, picks, cheap players, Grifka, and lots of lottery tickets. And then my nightmare would probably be just sitting at eight. Mm. Yeah, I'd probably just be sitting at eight and taking either Rashawn Gary or uh, or Jonah Williams. Like, you know, I kind of like Jonah Williams. I think he's like the Lions type of lineman, but I don't think he's that special, and I don't want to spend like a top 15 pick if I can get him in the 20s. And if that's really where they want to build to protect the quarterback, I guess. But if they could just called his name at eight, I would shake my head just because he's changing positions. He's like I said, he didn't do anything good at the combine. He's a good meat and potatoes football player. But so you, you would feel the same that. way though. So that's kind of my worst case. Said, so that's, Gary? that's how I lay it out. You said that'd be kind of like I don't want to say your worst case scenario, but kind of ho hum. You'd be very ho hum if that Rashawn Gary they took him. Uh, I wouldn't really be ho hum anymore. I'm much more on that. I'd be annoyed and mad because he's got the shoulder issue. I don't like his personality, football character. I think he's kind of a wimp, kind of a, you know, mama's boy, kind of a guy that, yeah, he's talented, but can't really, you know, cut it at the NFL level. He's got all this stupid stuff going on off the field. I, there's just too many, both red flags and just things that have been popping up that I just, He's pretty much off my radar now in even regards to talent. So, you know, maybe in like a multi two trade backs and they were in the late twenties and he was still there and they were like, Hey, we're still getting this Supreme talent way down here after, after accumulating picks, like maybe, but that's like me talking myself into it at that point. So um, yeah, those are my two hope they don't happen. And I don't know the quarterback, I hope doesn't happen for lots of like, just, team building reasons but if it did there'd be a little something in me that says hey you know we need a guy that can win playoff games and can can lead the team you know all those type of things and until Matt Stafford does those like yeah I sort of always am looking out of the corner of my eye of who could maybe be that next guy especially 10 years in as we've talked about so anyway you got multiple scenarios from me there but stay tuned because you got to hear these Detroit Kool-Aid cast listener line calls. Again, what I did this because we got a bunch of them. I tried to pick out a few that were good. We got some that are calling out uh, Grivka. Some people using our catchphrases. Some people just talking football. And please stay tuned for the final call. I mean, it, it's a shut it down, drop the mic type of call. You got to listen to it. And Grifka, we were talking before the show that 
with it being draft uh, starting up tomorrow evening. We're going to do all we can here at the Detroit Kool-Aid cast to hit you guys up with as many podcasts as we can do. So expect something from us the night after round one, the night after round two and three, the night after the third, uh, third day. And then I hope to maybe even come to you Sunday, either solo or with a guest where we can kind of recap everything. And uh, who knows if they, if they nail it, maybe I'll even do a Monday bonus show too. So I'm going to do a ton of stuff. Grifka is going to be loaded up with football. So everybody hit that subscribe button, share this with a friend. I know I speak for Grifka when um, we just keep growing the show. We love it. You know, again, everybody out there knows I'm the workhorse of the show, putting in the work. Grifka shows up twice a week, turns on the red light, and says his catchphrases when I hit the bell. But we try to have fun with this thing. We try to get this content out to you. We love talking Lions. It's just been a blast this whole last year. I mean, uh, just started this around draft time last year. So it's been a crazy ride. We want to keep growing this thing and keep having a a ton of fun doing it. So for me, for Grifka, for the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, we're going to go ahead and get up out of here. We're going to check you guys tomorrow evening after round one of the 2019 NFL Draft. Take care, everybody. We'll see you then. What up, DKC podcast and all the listeners out there? This is friend of the show, Big Hughes, calling in on this happy NFL Draft Eve. We are less than, I don't know, you don't do math very well, 20-some hours away from the NFL draft kicking off in Nashville, Tennessee, calling in with my uh, predictions for tomorrow night. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you three scenarios. I'm going to go with my dream scenario, my realistic scenario, and sure as hell hope not scenario. So number one, my dream scenario is that Mr. Josh Allen falls to number eight, and we will scoop him up running the car to the podium. My realistic option is I'm thinking that it's going to be Brian Burns, which I would be very, very happy with. And the option that I do absolutely not want is an offensive lineman at number eight. If we trade back and go offensive lineman, maybe. Not at eight. No way. Jose, not going to happen. Anyway, that's my predictions for the first round. Hope everybody enjoys the draft. And go Lions. Hey, this is Frank calling in. Hey, Grifka, how's it going today? I, I got a pick, but you're not going to like it. Um, I'm calling in from, from Burton here in my Twitter bunker. I got a hint for you. Pancakes. Does that make you think of anyone? With the number eight pick in the draft, the Lions pick tight end T.J. Hawkinson. Why Why a tight end? A tight end is, is a modern weapon, and T.J. Hawkinson is one of the most complete tight ends entering the draft in years. His route running skills are very advanced. His hands are soft. He has a huge catch radius. A great football IQ. One of the things fans hated about Eric Ebron is he never finished a play. He dropped too many balls and didn't block. Well, with TJ Hawkinson, you have a complete tight end. He not only finishes his blocks, he puts people on the ground. Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network says this is the kind of prospects teams want to clone. Patricia and Quinn are always talking about hard Tough guys that are smart. T.J. Hawkinson really fits the bill there. So basically, T.J. Hawkinson, he'll do everything you need as as a tight end from day one. It's just a simple pick. Um, Going defense would be a good option, but the way Stafford struggled last year, 
I think they really need to go with an offensive weapon to get Stafford back to his game. Stafford loves to throw the tight ends, and it will be a great pick. Drink it in. Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Thank you for having me, John Macaroon, Detroit Sports Podcast. I know everybody's excited about listening to this podcast. We all are excited about Thursday night. Who are the Lions going to draft in the first round? Everybody wants to know. We're all excited here because this 2019 season is going to be epic. It's very, very important that the Lions don't mess up this pick. I love the fact that everyone's debating who are they going to take. Are they going to take an offensive lineman? Are they going to take a linebacker? Are they going to take the tight end? Look, I do have faith in the way that Bob Point is drafting. I know that it's super tough to draft, and it's super tough to rely on, you know, these young athletes out of college and to project what they're going to actually do. But Bob Quinn has a knack for finding, at least in the first round, individuals that can at least contribute. Are they going to turn out to eventually be stars and contributors on a Super Bowl team? Yes, we determined. The one pick that would piss the Doc off, that would piss me off royally, is if the Detroit Lions go out and select the tight end. They cannot select a tight end in the first round. Not needed. Look. I understand the tight end is an important position for certain offenses. It's a safety valve for Matthew Stafford. But I would rather select an offensive lineman and solidify the running game, solidify a weapon, you know, in, in terms of on Johnson and P.J. Anderson. Utilize what you have in the offensive game. Do not utilize the tight end. Do not draft the tight end in the first round. You can get a tight end, but find somebody that can be productive in the later rounds. You have a defensive-minded coach. Go out there and get an impactful linebacker. Go out there and address help in the secondary. You don't need a tight end. And so reading all the mock drafts with, uh, you know, T.J. Hawkinson being the name was super frustrating. I got a good feeling that Thursday night when we all see uh, who's picked, probably is going to be a trade involving the Lions. I do think that the fans, I do believe the fans of Detroit are going to be happy. I think that Bob Quinn will go out there and solidify uh, some needs for the Detroit Lions so that they can at least have an opportunity for eight, nine, or ten wins next year. I think it's supremely important for Bob Quinn, super important. I hope that when when it's all said and done, the nine picks or more that are made by the Detroit Lions can at least, you know, half of them, five or six, can come on, you know, to the field in 2019 and help this team out. I hope the Detroit Lions bring us some good memories this year. Thanks again. You can hear me. Every single Thursday, the Doc and Jock podcast, Detroit sports podcast. I look forward to calling up this listener line, blowing it up again. Hopefully you guys agree with me. And I just hope, please, don't draft the tight end in the first round. See you all later. Oh, I was just saying who I think the line should draft. And if I'm being honest, I think they should take Josh Allen, honestly. But if we're being realistic here, then I don't think Josh Allen's going to be there. So I think it'd be anyone between Montez Sweat, Rashawn Gary, or at Oliver. Detroit Kool-Aid Kiss, this is Paul from Tampa, your number one fan. I'm listening to all these podcasts, and I'm hearing you guys go on and on about this guy or that guy. You know, uh, Grifka watches the games, and Oakery gets, gets it deep into all the, uh, you know, all the, the tape and everything, and you guys have your stuff, but it, after listening to all this, I, I kind of broke down the four scenarios, and I'm kind of worried about these four scenarios. So I, I want to lay these down with you guys, and I want to hear what you guys think about it. So essentially, the, 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 there's, four, there's four ways this can go. 
the, the first would be to draft an impact defensive lineman, you know, one of six or seven, which is obviously an important position, but I don't see how they're any better than our top four, um, at least day one. I mean, you got snacks, you got flowers, you got Aishan, and you got hand. And, you know, if you get a great player, I mean, how much better are they going to be than these four guys? I mean, sure, they might be a little bit better, but day one, they might not. So it, it seems to me you're getting a guy who, you know, essentially is going to be rotational. And uh, all four of these guys are pretty durable, so it's not like they have big injuries histories. So that's the first thing that can happen. The second thing is you can draft a linebacker at eight, of course, probably one of the Devons, but then you're taking playing time away from Kennard and Davis. And let's be honest, linebacker ain't important as much as a defensive lineman. It's probably the least important position outside of maybe safety on the defense. Uh, the, the third idea is you, you draft a impact player, probably at guard or at tight end, but let's be honest, neither of those be impact player all you want. I mean, those are two unimportant positions. And, you know, Larry Allen and Tony Gonzalez ain't walking through that door. Okay? If so, they'd be top three picks. All right? So the the fourth thing, which is the obvious, would be the trade down. Well, I'm worried Lions are so desperate for trading down, they're not going to get any compensation, at least anything good, for those picks. And, you know, maybe they'll get a third or fourth round or something, and they end up, you know, drafting the, the next Tease Tabor. Or, you know, pull a Mayhew in 2015 and trade five spots to Denver and get Manny Ramirez, which would be great if it was, you know, the 90s and the Tigers were on the clock. But, you know, Manny Ramirez was all right, you know, as Griffica would put it. But, I, you know, I, I'm worried about that stuff. So, anyways, you know, I, I trust BQ. He's had good drafts and everything. But there's something about this that it seems like there's more pressure this year because of the top ten. And, you know, I, I need you guys to talk me down. And, you know, hopefully I'm not crazy. But I, if I am, you know, you got to let me know, and, you know, hopefully I hear that bell. Well, hey there. This is little Conrad call from Huntsville, Alabama. I just want to say that I'm a huge fan of the show, hashtag Team Grifka for life. But I just want to call in and give my prediction for the first round of the draft on Thursday for my Detroit Lions. Now, like I said, I'm down here in Alabama, so I like them old crimson ties. So right now I'm going to say with the number eight pick in the 2019 NFL draft, the Detroit Lions select Quinn Williams from Alabama. Roll tie, baby.